Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. How you guys doing? Thank you for joining Nickish. You got your boys Mo and Nafi here. Post game, we just witnessed game one of the 2021 season for the Knicks, and we're here to talk about it. So, welcome in my partner Nafi. How you doing, man? How you feeling right now after the game? I feel if it's. I mean, if we draw in a comparison right to the game, I feel like a half all right and a half like shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's a good parallel. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. uh, to your point though, first game of the season, also. Dun, 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 dun. First inaugural, you know what I mean? Post game show of the of the Nickish podcast, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, as my partner said, subscribe, you know what I mean? Um, give us a follow on all socials and shit. But yeah, we're here to talk about the game, right? So I mean, biggest storyline coming out of this is basically we need quickly healthy because <coughs> our point guard rotation is yeah. is, a, is a shit oh. show. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll let you take it away from there. I mean. That's, I feel like it's a strong agree from your end, right? Yeah, pretty Quickly. much. Uh, <laughs> just to you know, just a recap in case anyone hasn't watched the game or they're gonna listen to this in a little bit, maybe tomorrow or whatever, because this is gonna go on podcast. Uh, the Knicks lost one hundred seven one twenty one. Uh, R. J. Barrett had twenty six eight rebounds and five assists, eleven of fifteen. Um, Julius Randle had seventeen nine and nine. Mitchell Robinson had three and six and three blocks. And then you had Alec Burks with 22 points, 6-12, 2-4 from the three. Uh, Emmanuel quickly was a big storyline because he was playing well when he came in and then he got injured, hit pointer, and uh, he was out the second half. And uh, the Knicks were killing it the first half. RJ was 9-9, nine for nine, and then the second half didn't go so well. So those are that's just a general summary of the game. I think, you know, off the dome, RJ nice Barrett... I did want to say nicely done though on that nice summary of the game. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Just like like Mike Breen, you know right? Mean? Yeah, I, I, I hope you heard that. <laughs> he, <laughs> I no, think, I think yo, we should be next in line. Uh, for, I mean, yo, for I see Wally Serbiak. I mean, we don't got that former NBA player credentials, but like I see him doing the post game show. You you could do that job better. You just proved it. You <laughs> know what I mean, quick recap. You know what I mean? You didn't Thank happen you. to like fawn over at Randall while you're doing it too. That's one yeah. big positive you got over Wally. <laughs> But all right, go ahead, guys. Uh, you're you making me blush, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I? Oh, R.J. Barrett is probably the highlight of the game, dude. Twenty-six points, eight and five, and he looked every bit as confident as we were hoping for. Obviously, the second half didn't go as well, but like eleven for fifteen is nothing to uh, sweat about as far as like being worried for for his game. He came in running, he came in gunning, and he he scored nine straight baskets and. Didn't miss a single shot in the first half. Uh, so R.J. Barrett is the guy, no doubt about it. And I know towards the second half, and this might be jumping in a little bit, I was hoping he'd try to take over. You know, I was looking at five minutes left in the mm-hmm. game. I was really interested to see what he's going to do, and he just kept giving the ball up to, to Randall. And Randall was trying to, you know, score his baskets and try to do some of the earlier magic he had in the first half, but, you know, to no avail. So R.J. Barrett being a beast game one of this season was a – the first thing that I'd want to bring up 
What about you? I mean, he he literally had a flawless first half. You know I mean, give credit where it's where it's due. I mean, this is this is the the kid that apparently was not good enough for the All Rookie second mm-hmm. team last year. You know what yeah. I mean? So great start to the season. Um, I kind of echo your same thought though. Like that was the major. I mean, there was a lot of disappointments in this game. We'll get to them one by one. But one of those things was like to your point. Like I expected RJ to get more pr- plays ran for him, especially as a primary creator in that second mm-hmm. half. You know what I mean? Just based off like this obvious success he had in the first half. You know what I mean? Like, so I figured they would probably do more to get him going, but it just felt like they stuck to their plan or the game plan in terms of just having him play more off ball, um, which did work. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a lot of his success this season was, or not in this game, rather <laughs> we haven't even been through halfway through the season, but mm. a lot of his success <laughs> in this tonight's game, we saw like. He wasn't really the primary, but then, like, he'll get it off a of secondary action and create some, you know what I mean, like a yep. nice bucket. Um, he had those spot-up threes that, like, yo, um, I made note on our Twitter, you know what I mean, follow follow our Twitter. But I said he looked cozy out there, bro, but <laughs> from behind the three-point line, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the form looked nice. It was both threes he made, or the first, first two threes were uh, splash, you know what I mean, just, just all net. Back-to-back. Exactly, you know what I mean? So that, that you love to see it, you know, because mm-hmm. he shot, what, like two for 19 in preseason? Something like that, right? Um, from three, Something like I that. Mean, I th- no, yeah. I, th- I think it might have been two for 12, but I don't know. No, if we exaggerate it more, it look, this looks more impressive. You know what I mean? You see what I'm doing <laughs> here. It's psych- psychological. You're right. I <laughs> uh, like two for 29. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that's the thing, too, right? It's just like in the in the preseason, Archie was highly efficient despite the fact that he was he wasn't making anything from three basically. You mm-hmm. know? So if like if he could do what he did tonight, kinda of just make like two comfortable threes, you know what I mean? He doesn't have to put up great volume, but like that plus like give him some more primary initiator kind of uh um possessions. Um, I think that'll spell you know, good things for the team in the future. But you know, I feel like RJ's kind of second half I don't wanna say he struggled. It was just like he the opportunities weren't as fruitful, you know what I mean? Um, I feel like a lot of that stemmed from fucking Alfred Payton, bro. Like, that second half, or, like, his whole fucking... Uh, uh, it looked like he was point-shaving, bro. Like, what are these turnovers? You know what I mean? Like, and then I feel like it's a slap in the face when he made that three he took. His first shot was a three. It was, it's like, disgusting. the basketball god just laughing at us. <laughs> like, okay, you have a point guard that could that can never shoot. This game, he could barely dribble. You know what I mean? He could barely pass in this game. But, yeah, he'll make his three. You know what I mean? That's a deeply dark ironic shit you know what i mean but i don't want to i don't want to move off rj too quick but i feel like it's all one and the same like alfred's struggles especially in the second half you know what i mean like it felt like he was just taking the offense over you know what i mean i don't know if tibbs is telling him like he'll be aggressive but there's a period where he just kept like turning the ball over you know in consecutive possessions you know what i mean especially in the second half um so yeah i mean that definitely had a, a role in rj's uh uh downturn yeah, just- in the game just a bit, yeah. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> dude. No point guards. There are no point guards on this team, and um, the fact that there was a point where Alec Burks probably got the first point guard minutes of his whole career <laughs> in in this game um, was was playing point. I, I figured RJ would have would have done it, but for some reason or another, Alec Burks played point guard for I want to say a solid like ten minutes of of the whole game, which is which is a while, and uh, the fact that. He Tibbs gave it gave the ball to Alec to do it over Frank and DSJ. I think speaks volumes. The fact that DSJ didn't see a single minute, I think, speaks volumes. Especially mm-hmm. after the summer that we've heard where he's working on his game, he's working on his shot. The 
front office is is bullish on him and then he doesn't get a single minute in the first game and he was healthy like even frank was coming off you know an achilles injury and he saw the court over over dsj so you know goes to show tibbs doesn't give a fuck he got his contract he doesn't care what anybody else thinks he's gonna make he's gonna make the moves that he believes are right and he's not gonna pander to anyone else dsj did not play well so he's not gonna get any minutes frank came in and he didn't play so well either, but at least when he came in, the ball was moving. And it's 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 a it's a freaking shame that we have to even make that a point that like oh yeah Frank came in and the and the ball was moving like we need that that's I think that's a given right to a, a basketball team a professional basketball team to have a player who's able to keep the ball moving and yeah. you know credit should be given where it's due and Randall was able to do it in the first half you know really well nine assists is no joke. Um, and he was, he was a he was, triple double, like triple double watch, for like yeah. for a period there during the game. You know what I mean? Like it looked legit. Like we we're gonna have a Randall triple double game. Yeah, wild. I think he, I think he had eight assists in the first half or something like that. And mm. they're all good assists, and the ball was moving. And it's a big factor and reason why the first half the Knicks were playing so well. And then he got into foul trouble, and that brought them down. Now I think, you know, as this fire truck passes by. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting being live while this is happening. <laughs> I mean, um, they definitely not going to Alfred Payton's house. Ain't right. no fire there, ain't no heat there. It's ice cold, <laughs> bro. <laughs> um, foul troubles, I think, was probably the main killer of the of the team tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Mitch, Noel, Randall each had three to four fouls in the first half. Some and bullshit fouls too, bro. I just they're bullshit to fouls. Real quick, like that second foul that made Mitch sit in the first quarter. It was a that clean was block. Bullshit. It was a clean and then block. they called a foul on Rando for doing the same shit Sabonis did all game, bro, on right. his way to, like, 30-something points. Like, just because, like, I, I don't know, bro. That just seems like systemic oppression right there. I mean, what, what <laughs> Sabonis is a big white guy. You're going to let him get away with it. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Like, yeah, we got the same way. Like, I was thinking of the same thing. <laughs> that shit is disgusting. It was legit. They, they did a slow-mo of Rando's move, Sabonis' move. It's the same exact thing. It just it happens. Sabonis is like, you know. Looks like the Aryan like dream boyhood dream. I don't know, but I mean, <laughs> I don't need to take it all. I I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know about you, but I think the only times I ever watched Sabonis play is against the Knicks and if and a couple of playoff games. But yeah, if, Nick killer, if you're though, if you're someone who if you're someone who only watches Sabonis exclusively while he's playing the Knicks, you think this man's like a first team All NBA player? What what do you get tonight? He had. Like thirty two, fifteen and five or something. Thirty two, thirteen and five and uh you know, two or four from the three and you know, a, a steal, but he was really efficient. I think his biggest factor was because he was able to get he was able to get these players to pick up so many fouls so fast that it affected the game big time. All the big men got their fouls because of Sabonis. Yeah, and like to your point, yo, he he was out there look. Yeah, I didn't tell you he plays the Knicks. He looks like how his dad looked playing overseas, just mm-hmm. dominating. You know what I mean? Like so, he's living up to his name, I guess, against the orange and blue. But, um, yeah, I mean, Sabonis had a good ass game. I mean, um, credit to him. Credit to um, you know, Oscar from accounting, aka Malcolm Brogdon. You know what I mean, <laughs> he had a good game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's like a second. I was like, wait, 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 what you mean? <laughs> you see it though. Oh uh, man, you know it looks I mean? like uh, <laughs> we lost Nafi temporarily. So let's see if we can get him back on. I don't Whoops. know what happened, and here we go. 
Would you make it? You, you made yourself laugh so hard you, you cut yourself out? I don't know. I was just live for a second. It said you left, and I don't know exactly what happened. Alright, we're we're still we're still live on Sportscast, so we're all good. Um I don't know. I was here solo as a big live by the corner, you know what I mean? We we aren't really I bro, I was seeing the same thing, so I don't know. It's all good. Uh so Oscar from the office. Um Yeah, yeah. He, he was <laughs> Oscar putting up buckets. He was, he was getting buckets. But um I mean, to your point which you had mentioned about just how disappointing it was. Not disappointing, but like how shocking it was that, like, when it came to, like, when IQ went down, the backup point guard, like you said, just became Burks. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't too mad at it because, like, it seemed like it was working for a bit. It seemed like it was some good flow to the offense when he was out there with uh, uh, Bullock and RJ. I believe it was uh, Mitch out there as well. But then it got to, like, a point where Indiana buckled down on defense. And when it came to, like, a tight possession where it seemed very obvious if you just had a competent point guard out there to just, like, get into the proper sets – we would have at least came away with more buckets, but instead, like Indiana went uh, went on that run, like that was the kickstarter to that run where they ran, you know, ran away with the game. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that, and then that was right around when um, you know, Tibbs put in Frank like cold, like in the fourth quarter, which yo, poor Frank, bro. Like this is like the story of his career since he's been in, like a Nick. He won't play. They'll dust him off and put him in in like crunch time. I think Fizdale did the exact same thing in like the first or second game last year. And I'm just like, this poor kid, bro. Like he's just, like he's probably not even expecting to play tonight. But um, for yeah, he didn't look good, you know. But I'll chalk it up to exactly what I just said. Just like, you know what I mean? Like coming in fresh uh, off the bench in the fourth quarter in a tightly contested game, first game of the season. Um, but then again, I'm also, I feel like I'm coming around on the idea of like not giving Frank any more rope or much more rope. You know what I mean? Like we know all the context and stuff, but you know, it's four years in like last, like he came in tonight and, um, it just looked like he was playing hot potato with the ball for a bit. Like, yeah, the offense flowed, but it just literally just looked like he was terrified to have the ball for more than three seconds. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was, you know, like, like the aggressive Frank we saw last year, you know, I didn't see much of that and you know, that could probably said because of like how he was used in this game like how he came in but um i did think it was interesting to your point rounding back to just who's this backup point guard while iq's gone um i think it'll have to be you know frank moving forward um unless rivers makes a miraculous recovery you know what i mean like because comes back asap because we're gonna need him more than ever because obviously iq i think they said it was a hit pointer right um which I think I saw on Twitter somewhere floating around. That's either a, it's like a one to three week like injury. So damn, is that bad? See, I mean, a hit pointer can. I, I mean, it happens more so in football. And from my vague recollection of like fantasy football injuries, that's usually like a week or two absence. And these are football, you know, players that get like juiced up the ass with steroids. You know what hmm. I mean? So I doubt the NBA is going to be doing that with IQ. But while he was playing though like real talk iq like the offense we just looked like he just looked like the best point guard on the team and we looked like the best we would be is when iq is at the point you know what i mean and i mean I, that may be a stretch to say just off a of preseason like what 12 minutes of game time today but the team just looked better with him out there as point guard like there's no excuse especially after the performance peyton had there's no excuse for when iq gets back for him not to have more minutes than peyton you know what i mean and then obviously we all want him to start you know right so that that's my takeaway with the point guard position, but yeah, I mean, same boat as you. Like last point, I definitely do think like Dennis is locked away. I mean, they got him on the shelf for a while, probably. 
he's got to be in the doghouse right now for for the garbage he performance he did. But I think I think one of the biggest points or one of the biggest takeaways I'm going to have from this from tonight is despite the loss and despite the shitty play from a bunch of young guys. I I, I mean Knox didn't play particularly well. Toppin didn't play particularly well. And Frank, you mentioned. But I think Frank, I mean Obi had a nice pass that go that yeah. like, that pass ahead to RJ that was risky for a rookie but he looked nice right that and that's 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 so that's gonna be the point right for from what I'm building up to is these guys minus Toppin uh, are young guys who for for the most part we've seen have been afraid of the spotlight and even though Frank seemed like he was being passive he only played literally five minutes that that was his game time five minutes but he still put up two shots and one of them was. You know, a step. Uh, he he pump fake Neither and then he put up close. Yeah. Regardless, he off, he yeah. did the pump fake and he put up the three. He did, I think, another one inside the paint. He he pulled up. He did a pull up shot. And these 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 items, these things that you see from Frank or we saw from Frank, we don't really see often. And I think it's that aggressiveness and just willingness to shoot the ball is something that is very promising. I really like seeing Toppin. You know, three-pointers wasn't supposed to be his strong suit, and he still went three for seven, high-arcing shots. The fact that he was willing to take the shots, I really like. The fact that Kevin Knox was willing to drive in, and he almost had a crazy dunk, and it just yeah. missed. Um, I love that. Even if it didn't go in, I loved it. And then quickly, he is really starting to figure out really fast how to get those uh, – those quick fouls. Uh, no, nah, I think he the, already knew three that point line. In, bro. What's he, that? He's a, he's a, he's, I think he already knew how to get those like fouls coming into. It was just literally about adjusting his approach to the NBA because he was doing that even just like you know what I mean before we even knew like before Emmanuel quickly was a thing amongst Knicks fans. You know what I mean? Back when like two weeks ago <laughs> when he was just like the mysterious late first round pick that we overdrafted. You know what I mean? Like. Quickly was still known back then or coming in as, like, a, a, he was savvy in terms of, like, drawing fouls. You know what I mean? Right. So just to see it actually work in a regular season game, like, the very fact that he got that, like, that was just a audacious move for, like, the very first, like, uh, foul he drew. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was on a, and like I think it was on Brogdon possibly. You know what I mean? So the mm-hmm. very fact that the call went for quickly, I feel like, yeah, it's going to be a good sign. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, it, was, it was on McConnell, but that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. It's like... He's, I think, he's really taking up to guys like obviously Lou Will, but even Jamal Crawford, because these guys were excellent, are are excellent at picking up fouls like that, especially from the three point line. We've seen it in this game. We've seen him do it multiple times in the preseason too. They didn't always work, but he's getting better at it. And tonight, it was. I don't even. I don't think it was supposed to work for him, but after after the ref checked, I mean, ref checked it out. It craft, worked out. You know what I mean, we know that's in his bag now. I mean, it, yeah. You know I mean, well but, established. Yeah. So like, I definitely think it's gonna. It's gonna be a big part. Like once he does become become a starter, obviously it's gonna be big for like his production and just like the offense as a whole. You know what I mean? Because just looking at him as a shooter, it's gonna be easy buckets when he does get to the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I think I think it is promising that we saw we saw aggressiveness and at least you know aggressiveness and want and then and the wanting of taking shots from the guys mm-hmm. who have been timid for most of their career. Uh, minus Toppin, obviously Toppin did have that one nice pass. The three point shots were good. Wait, what do you uh, mean minus Toppin? He looked pretty aggressive. In fact, there was no. no I, I, I said I said like, minus I said minus Toppin because he wasn't timid his whole career. He's just getting started. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I thought you meant like he was timid tonight. All right. No, 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 um, no, no. Nah, but he was definitely not timid though. I'm talking about Toppin real quick. I loved his fucking like. There was people online. They're talking about how um, 
they hated the fact that he's shooting like this, that they want him to be in the paint. But when we have two rim runners like Mitch, like Noel, like Randall, like I think it made sense for him, for Obi at least to start off his career as a spacer. You know what I mean? Like, and then like the percentage itself, like three for seven, that's like, it's not 50%, but that's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like rarely, I mean, even Steph Craven shoots 50% from the field from mm-hmm. three point. You know what I mean? And uh, in terms of like regular season, obviously, like percentage wise, but yeah, I mean, I like the fact that Tibbs, it seems like he had the green light to do that. I feel like Tibbs is, that's actually kind of surprised me that he would envision Obi as a stretch four right away. You know what I mean? What are you, what are you, what are you thinking on that? Yeah, I mean, he had his shots. He took them. Uh, what he, he he had he made three buckets, all all from the three point line. And uh, I think there are a couple of plays where he tried to drive in, but you know he wasn't able to hold the ball on for too long. So I think handle is obviously something that he needs to work on. Uh, but I think passing is something that's obviously po- is something that he could possibly be a lead in. Uh, as as a big man and uh, you know three point shot as long as he keeps going for it three or seven is is definitely respectable um, and yeah I think uh, potentially a, a stretch four I think that's ideally what he can do you got to get in the gym do like leg day like mm. religiously bro because he was he had um who was it one of the holiday brothers it's probably Justin he had him down in the post and then like he couldn't body him at all like, he couldn't even move him an inch. I think that was like, to be honest, he actually spun around that and turned it into a nice uh, drop-off pass to Mitch in the paint. So it worked out, but I thought that was probably like a bad sign because, I mean, we had Justin Holiday on the Knicks. He wasn't really the most brawlic of dudes, you know what I mean? He was just like a skinny wing player, 6'5", 6'6", six, six. Six, six, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's probably one. that That'll come with time, obviously. Um, uh, it still looks weird to see how him run the, like, topping, like his stance. Like it's it's becoming much more obvious when he starts playing against not just like the Cavs, um, you know, uh, cast of white boys or whatever they got, mm-hmm. uh, they got coming off the bench. I mean the G Leaguers, because when he was out there with like actual NBA size, because Indiana is a huge team, just look weird. You know what I mean? His stance, like, uh, um, I don't know. I saw somebody on Twitter say he ran like he, he has a posture of an eighty-year-old man. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I was going to say he runs like a dude that just trying, just like in public is trying to find a bathroom because he's like holding in his poop. You hmm. know what I mean? Like just running around from like in the mall. You know what I mean? <laughs> see which floor I got the bathroom. Is it by the H&M or is it by the fucking, <laughs> the fucking Macy's? But, um, I mean, is there, do you think, do you think there's actually like harm though in a OB being like primarily right now, like a three point shooter? Uh, what do you mean by harm? I mean, because I saw Jonathan Wasserman of Bleacher Report, um, the uh, draft writer, he was saying he had a whole tweet of just about all of, like, Obi's stats, you know what I mean, from his interior scoring, um, and he was just making a point of how, like, he's only shooting threes now, the Knicks should do more to get him attacking the rim or, you know, off-ball plays, cutting to the rim, you know what I mean? But, um... You know, that's that's basically the nature of the point, dude. Because to him, I feel like from my perspective, it seems like dudes like him are actually like seeing it as an issue that Obi's starting off his career. But, I mean, I don't think I see it that way. But what do you think? I mean, it's never it's never a bad thing for a guy to be a really good three-point shooter. But I think most people thought topping coming in is going to be that slasher cutter guy who's going to play inside the paint but maybe maybe for game one tips probably figured you got Sabonis you got Miles Turner got eight blocks tonight is going to be really difficult it's gonna it might 
you know, affect Toppin in a negative way if he's not able to score inside and just get him to relax in his first game, take more open threes just to get in the mojo of NBA basketball. That could be it. Um, you know, next game with Embiid and uh, Tobias Harris, we might see him slashing a little bit more. I mean, Harris is in the best defender. Uh, Embiid has his on and off game, so we'll see. I, I don't. I don't think we should take too much. Um, you know, we shouldn't react too hard to him taking most of his shots from a three point as as an assumption. That's the direction he's going to head towards. But I think yeah. if if he if that's part of his repertoire, that's only going to make him better because he is, he is at the end of the day six nine. It's not that tall as a four. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking that like it wasn't like of his own kind of like idea to go out there and just start jacking threes. I feel like. Tibbs wouldn't have played him like he would have been yanked and benched if that wasn't in the game plan you know what I mean like because if a rookie just comes in his first game and just starts like jacking it you know what I mean like usually that's a sign that he needs to get benched but with Toby or not to- <laughs> Obi <laughs> um he um it seemed like it were design plays or like Tibbs just said if you're open for three you have breathing breathing room just like let it fly and I didn't think they were bad shots maybe one or two was just he was just kind of forcing it with a hand in his face but a lot of times it just seemed like he got the kick out or he was like one of the last ditch options or it was like wide open. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm we're probably on the same boat right there. I don't think it's a worry. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. just definitely do. Because, I mean, to your point, just like against Philly, you know, I think that'll be another game where we might, like, as sad as it is to say, we're probably going to see foul trouble for Noel, or for Noel and uh, Mitch just because it's Embiid and they got Dwight. You know what I mean? Just yeah. two massive dudes down low. So I could see some foul trouble that'll lead to Randall getting minutes at the five, and, and which means Obi's gonna have to play some more. And I think that's the idea behind it. If Obi's gonna be out there with Randall, Randall can't space the court. You know what I mean, we've got six years of evidence proving that. I think Obi's got to start off spacing the court for Randall and our big man. So I think it'll actually continue. I think it's just something we just got to get used to, because I mean, imagine you a Dayton Flyers fan religiously, and then you see Obi always dunk it. Now he's just like Steve Novak. Hmm. It's kind of kind of off-putting. Yeah. Um. Uh, anything else or any other takeaways? Anything you'd want to watch moving forward off this game? Uh, I mean, as far as the Knicks go, not necessarily. Uh, I mean, old. It was nice to see Old Depot playing like his old self after that that uh, toward uh, teared a quad injury that he had. Um. Not really. I mean, Knox played 18 minutes, only four points. Um, Noel was pretty disappointing. That was that was his chance to really be that vet and you know kind of yeah. show up Mitch and not make the same mistakes that he was making. But he also committed three really quick fouls. Uh, Mitch did play. You know, I think I think he played 12 straight minutes without committing a foul afterwards, <laughs> which is good. Um, and no, nah, man, I think I think. Uh, that's pretty much all I got as far as this game goes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we could close it out, but I just want to say the last note. If that Knox miss dunk was just like the one kind of play that would have decided whether he had a good year or not, then I think he's screwed for the for the rest of the season, bro. Like, if he had made that, we would all be probably sitting up here thinking, oh, yo, Knox is about to have a breakout season. You know what I mean? If he yammed it on Sabonis like that, now it's just like a, one of the biggest what-ifs in his career probably. Hmm. I just hope it doesn't, like, destroy his confidence because – you know what I mean, we just talked about how timid he's been. You know, I, I mean? he's one of the names that's been timid. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think if anything, it shows the opposite that he's willing to make that attempt. I think we saw a lot of RJ doing that last season, 
and um, he got blocked a lot. But the fact that he kept going and doing it, I think we need to see Knox. Even if he keeps getting blocked over and over again, if he keeps driving in to do it, that's different. Because he, he keeps he had that floater game two years ago that I thought was butt ugly. And, but now if he keeps going in and trying to yam it on people, then I'm with it, you know, even if he keeps I mean, missing it. I mean, he got IQ here now to, to be his Kentucky mentor, mm. teach him <laughs> teach him that floater game. But, uh, no, nah, I mean, yeah, I feel you. I, I want him to keep attempting it. But my biggest worry is, like, him, like, not making it will, like, make him go back into his shell again. You know what I mean? Because I feel like RJ is different. RJ is, like, the type. When we saw him try to do those kind of moves last year and it didn't work, we both felt like he was going to go back and try it again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm just, I just hope Knox remains that aggressive, you know? Because... I'll be honest with you, bro. Just seeing him miss that first spot up three, I was like, ah, oh, boy, not again. You yeah. I mean? Not another season. Yeah. All right. I mean, when's the next Knicks game? I think they're playing Saturday. Let me check out the schedule real quick. Yeah. Saturday, 730 against the Sixers, and that's followed up on Sunday against the Bucks. It's a rough weekend, bro. Right after Christmas, too. Supposedly, Adam Silver loves the Knicks, so he's like, uh, apparently, the league offices a bias towards the Knicks. They give us this fucking gauntlet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, any last pointers that you want to make? Um. Nah. I mean, first game of the season. I just hope the next time, if we do a post game, it's a it's a more joyous occasion. Because, I mean, I don't know. I might just go back and watch highlights of that first half because that that felt like. That felt like joy for the first time in like nine months seeing that team actually play a game that mattered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Sixers win tonight? I'm pretty sure they did. 12. Who'd they even play? They played the Wizards. Yeah, they won 113-107. So they're coming off a, a win. a lot closer than I expected. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to wrap this episode up of Nickish. Make sure you guys follow us on all podcasting platforms and on instagram and twitter at nickish show and make sure you look out for upcoming episodes uh until next time take care have a safe night happy holidays peace peace happy holidays